Today, my guest is David Waldy. He is a high-performance coach who specializes in, in equipping entrepreneurs and business leaders with the principles and habits required for a success in life and business. Hi, Dave. How are you doing today? What is going on, James? Man, I'm fantastic. How are you today, brother? I'm doing great. It's been a while since we talked. Um, Dave, can you tell me how you became such a successful business person and how you got into the sales business? For sure, man. Yeah. So I, uh, sales has kind of been one of those things that's been in my blood for a very long time. I, uh, I remember a story when I was younger, uh, of my dad had actually, um, he had hired me when I was probably, I don't know, eight years old to replace some brick in front of his, uh, in front of his vet clinic. And I remember very distinctly, um, working really, really what I felt like was, was hard for a couple of hours and then him coming out a couple hours into work. Basically what he had done is he bought a bunch of brick, put it out in front and said, replace all the old brick. I was like, okay, sweet. That meant I got to go fishing, right? If I finished it by the end of the day, <laughs> we were going to go fishing. And he came out a couple hours in and um, I had kind of been, you know, methodically working through replacing brick after brick. And it was tough work. I mean, it was like old bricks that were, you know, hundred years old easily. I mean. Um, and replacing them and and he came out and he said hey i want to i i want to change the terms of our agreement and what we had agreed to is that he would pay me per hour right he was going to pay me per hour so i really didn't have too much motivation to work quickly but uh, i was i felt like i was working hard but he said what i want to do is i want to uh, i want to change the terms of our agreement and i will now pay you per brick how does that sound and i remember i was probably like i said probably eight years old, nine years old, maybe. And I felt like he wasn't trying to take advantage of me. And it seemed like a good deal. And I felt like, man, that would be awesome. And I started trying to do some basic math in my head. And what was fascinating is that uh, within an hour, I was done with the entire project, simply because he had changed my perception of the work to recognize that I was going to be paid according to what I could, could do based on what I could produce rather than just getting paid by the hour. And I was milking it, you know, I was working, but I was milking it when it was by the hours. Like, Oh sweet. You know, if I, you know, work four hours, I get paid whatever. And I remember that from when I was a kid because it, uh, it set something in motion inside of me that, that just this passion for, for production and for generating, uh, generating sales and production based pay. And, um, and getting paid for results, actual results, not just this arbitrary, yeah, you show up and you exist here for eight or nine hours and we'll pay you this set amount. So I've always been attracted to commission-based roles and things like that. And so uh, in the progression of time, I ended up uh, working in a number of different sales positions and most recently before, uh, before transitioning out and starting my own coaching and consulting company, I had worked for a business that... Uh, it was about it was four hundred million dollar a year company, and I, I was fortunate to become a top one percent producer in that company, generating multiple seven figures in revenue and, and leading a sales team that was generating on a, a yearly basis four to five million dollars in sales. And what I didn't realize at the time was that I had learned over the course of many, many, many years through hundreds of books, uh, listening to those that had been successful in business and in sales. I had really learned and started to apply the principles of the skills of, of, or the skill of selling or the skill of sales. And so many people try and use a lot of different strategies 
that's very different than the skill and understanding the principle uh, and the principles behind sales and, and even marketing. And so uh, I started working with, uh, with my team uh, as a sales manager and equipping them and helping them to, uh, to succeed. And what I learned is that it's, uh, it's really not complicated when you genuinely care about people, you believe in what you sell and you, you trust and, and believe that it's something that can serve them well and solve a problem be an actual solution to to people's problems. It's one of the most fulfilling careers, in my opinion. It is so much fun being able to sell to people and not feel gross and not feel like you're manipulating, not feel like you're being salesy, but providing a real solution to people's problems and helping them to overcome that and to walk through it, whether it's through a product or a service or whatever it is that you sell recognizing that selling is serving. And it's something that I've carried with me to this day. It's something I still do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, And it's one of the reasons that I think so many people struggle in sales is because they don't understand the basic principles and they're just trying to deploy strategies. Yeah. Selling is serving. And that's so true. Like when I first thought about selling, it's, it's, you know, you always think of the used car salesman or the guy at the stereo shop running over to see if you need anything right away. And, more and more, I, I, I this year I've seen. You know, you're right. It's more about serving people and not being sleazy. And you know, um, so what was the tactics? Like, what did you? How did you teach your your group to make your team make four to five million dollars in a year? So what I did is I I started to um, I started to try and systematize the process because what I what I didn't understand is why I was so much more successful in sales than everyone else. Uh, I, I didn't think it was, you know, any specific strategy. I didn't think it was necessarily charisma or any of the things that you think of, even with that prototypical used car salesman, right? Um, it wasn't bravado. It wasn't, I was going out and being pushy. It wasn't, I was trying to, um, to get people, uh, to, to buy my stuff because I could convince them or persuade them. Um, there is a very real element of the art of persuasion, but it's it's not through this manipulative, um, pushy thing that we talk about. And so when I t- took a step back, I started to realize that the principles I had learned through uh, years and years of study from people like Zig Ziglar, Napoleon Hill, uh, talk about you know Dale Carnegie, uh, a number of different um, different people over the course of uh, many many years, I started to realize there was this common theme and there was these principles that I, that I applied in, in how I showed up every single day. And I started to realize it was something that I could teach other people. And so I, I created a, a very simple framework that I call empathy sales. And within empathy sales, it's understanding that first, the first question you have to ask is, does what I am selling, does it serve people? Most people, the first question they ask is, does this make money? And that's why they struggle in sales is they don't ask that first question, does it serve? And so within empathy sales, the whole premise is to, to seek to understand your target audience, your, your clientele, your demographic, your avatar, whatever terminology you want to call it, your niche, understanding that you have a deep obligation to empathize with them through, uh, through what I, I say is a process. You have to learn how to ask leading questions, how to overcome objections, how to deeply understand the wants, needs, and desires of the people that you're serving. And so within empathy sales, uh, I use what is a very simple framework 
I like to call the beacon method. So it's B-E-A-C-O-N, beacon, just like the word. Uh, and you can visualize a lighthouse, but uh, B stands for belief, right? You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in what you're selling. And you've got to believe that when you provide whatever it is you're selling to your customer, that they are going to be able to succeed with it and whatever they're wanting to do. So again, whether it's a product, a service, whatever it is, that it's going to actually serve them well. So B is for belief. E is for empathy, of course, is seeking first to understand. So many salespeople love to talk. I love to talk. <laughs> I can talk, 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 talk. But in sales, the problem is, is that most people don't know how to shut up. They don't know how to ask the right questions and genuinely listen and, and seek to understand the person that they're wanting to serve so that you are best equipped to find out whether or not what you're providing really will serve them well, or if you need to guide them in another direction, or if you need to, uh, to point them to like someone else, basically. So many people are just hungry for the money that they don't, they don't think about the fact that their solution to this particular person's problem might not be what they need. And it takes a lot of humility and a lot of courage to come to terms with that, but it's what leads to sustainable success for people is when they truly empathize and seek to understand. Uh, the next one is A, is, is adaptability. You've got to be able to know how to think on your feet. You've got to be able to adapt under different situations, different circumstances, know how to uh, to, to you have to have developed the skill of interpersonal communication, learning how to actually have conversations with people and adapt based on the environment and the different situations that you're in, learning how to be able to, again, overcome those objections, ask leading questions, et cetera. Next one is communication. So C is for communication or coaching. You really want to, uh, you've got to be communicating on a very deep level. So many people are, are communicating on a surface level and they're thinking of like, uh, you, we hear it all the time is, is what, you know, find out what people want and sell them what they want, but give them what they need. I understand it. But the problem is, is that so many times we don't take the time to truly communicate with our target audience and find out what it is that they're looking for. What problems, like what are their pain points? What are the things that they really need and finding out if we can really serve them and then kind of coaching them to a place where they might need to see from a different perspective. It's shifting their mindset or shifting their paradigm to, to understand or see things through a different lens. We all have our certain perception of reality and sometimes it requires a disruption of that to be able to step outside of that and see from a different perspective. And it's as salespeople, we have an obligation to people to help them see things differently without doing it with manipulation or without being pushy. The next one is uh, O and O is offer. If you are not offering whatever it is that you're trying to sell, you're not making any sales. If you're not putting it out there and you are giving people the opportunity to purchase, you're not going to make sales. So many people, they sit back and they're just like, man, I just need, you know, I just need one more sale here, or I just need one more 5k client or 50k client, or I need this contract to fall through or, um, or to not fall through to come through but they're not actually putting forth the effort. They're not actually presenting it to people. A lot of folks will have great conversations and they'll, they'll be working with a warm lead. They've done their prospecting. They've done everything they, that is necessary to get them into a sales interaction, but then they clam up and they freeze and they don't actually offer it. They don't actually ask for the money. They don't actually try and, and close the deal. And, and the problem there is that if you are not offering and closing, you are limiting your ability to impact that person's life. 
if I don't sell well and I'm not offering something that I truly believe can serve people well, I'm really doing them a disservice because if they have a need and they have a problem, they're going to find the solution. And I guarantee you there is no one better equipped to serve them well than me. And if I don't sell well, they're going to go somewhere else and find the solution to their problem. And chances are, it's not gonna be as high quality. It's not gonna be as, as um, uh, it's not gonna be specifically what they need for, uh, for their specific problem. And it's not gonna be the solution that is going to meet what I could provide if I get over my insecurity and I actually sell, if I actually offer it and present it and give people the opportunity to say yes or no. Uh, there's a, uh, a little phrase that I learned uh, a while back. I don't even know who I wish I could give credit to who it is, but it's high intent, low attachment. But as salespeople, we have to be highly intentional with the people we're working with, but have low attachment to the outcome, meaning that I don't get offended when people say no. I don't get offended when people reject the solution I'm providing. I don't take it personal. And especially in the online marketing space, you know, digital marketers, solopreneurs, that kind of thing, the one man show, one woman show. A lot of times we feel this personal element of getting rejected when people say no and people take, just take it personal and you don't, you shouldn't do that. You should see yourself as a representative of, of a company and you are the lead salesperson. You are an employee of your own company. And when you see through that lens, it's much easier to present what it is you have to offer to the world and not take it personal and have low attachment. So very intentional, but not having high attachment to the actual outcome of saying, this is what I have to provide, take it or leave it, right? Then the last part is N. N is nurturing relationships. And so, so many people miss this key element when it comes to growing and scaling their business is they're not nurturing the relationships that they have with their existing audience, with their existing customers, their existing clients, and their past customers and clients. It's not actually nurturing relationship if you just make a sale and then you move on. Now, granted, in some companies, the salesperson is, is like the front man, right? The, the forefront. And then there's an entire back-end team that does fulfillment. So you have things to do with, with actual fulfillment of delivery, operations, uh, logistics, anything to do with deliverables. You might have an execution team after the sale has been made. However, as a salesperson, that person that you sold to is going to become one of your biggest advocates if you continue to nurture the relationship. If you keep the conversation open, and maybe that means that you contact them once a month or, or, or like once every six months or once a year, as long as you're continuing to nurture that relationship and make sure that they are taken care of and that what it is that you sold them is, is being implemented correctly in their life. If you continue to do that, you're going to, you're going to build that thousand true fans. You're going to build out an audience of, of raving, of raving fans who when when someone else out there in the market asks for a solution, that person is going to advocate for you. And that becomes a referral that builds your pipeline and that gives you continuity. So you don't have to worry about constantly cold calling and prospecting and digging to leave. Those are always things you're going to have to do in sales, but it becomes much, much easier as you start to serve people. If you're nurturing the relationships, because that enables you to be able to grow and scale without having to focus so much on the sales and marketing piece. And it enables you to get back to doing what you love in your business. Cause some people don't love to sell, but as a small business owner, that is one of the, the, the primary hats you have to wear as a salesperson. So uh, again, beacon method is what I like to use. So belief, empathy, adaptability, communication, offer, 
and then nurture. So beacon, if that, that's for your audience, James, and for anyone listening, um, write that down, use it every single day and recognize that you have an obligation to sell well and to take care of those people. And if you do that the right way, sales becomes easy. Sales becomes simple because you're just seeking to serve people. And if you, the solution you have doesn't serve that person well, you don't, there's no pushiness. There's no manipulation. There's no coercion. There's, there's nothing but just, Hey, I'm here to serve. I'm here to help you. This is what I got. Does it work? Great. If it doesn't great. <laughs> yeah. That's it's a, really, really that simple. That, did you come up with that beacon yourself or did you find that? I, no, I did. I, I, I really, I, I came up with beacon myself, but that was, that was really synthesized and extracted through again, years and years of study of high performers of studying sales methodology, studying marketing tactics and strategies. Um, I, I'm an avid reader. Uh, I usually read between uh, three and five books a month. And so I'm constantly reading, constantly learning and growing. So I've, I've really pulled all of that from what I've learned but it's also trial and error. I've been in sales for almost 15 years now. I've seen what works. I've seen what doesn't work. I've tried every strategy under the sun, tried every new marketing strategy that's out there. Uh, and the problem is, is that so many of the, these things, what people fail to realize is that in a sales interaction, people aren't necessarily buying your stuff. They're not buying your product. They're not buying your service. Yes, they need it as a solution, but they're buying into you. Yeah. If they, if they trust you and they, and that actually oozes out of you and they believe that you genuinely care and you've taken the time to truly empathize, to ask them questions and show that you actually, what I like to call it, give a crap. If you've really taken the time to do that and you're seeking to understand and you're seeing if this is something that can serve this person well, it's a no brainer. Like, the close is easy. It's just a very simple question. It's like, do you feel like this is the right solution for your needs? Yes or no? And if they say yes, it doesn't feel like you were sold. And that's what people are trying to get away from and trying to, to not do is they don't want to be the personification of the used car salesman, of the guy at the stereo store, the department store, where when we were kids, like mom's like, keep your head down. Don't make eye <laughs> contact. Keep moving, keep moving, right? We grew up with this thinking that to, to be in sales meant that you had to, you know, to be something that was pushy and manipulative and that you had to, um, you had to kind of become this version of, uh, of a person that you don't want to be. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, you don't. You don't have to do that. You don't have to change yourself. You don't have to become anything different than what you are right now. You might need to learn the principles and skills necessary to be successful in sales, but it doesn't require anything other than you seeking to serve and having a heart to do it well. And then knowing how to communicate that, knowing how to have the conversations, knowing the actual step-by-step -step process to guide someone from being a cold lead or a cold prospect to flaming hot where they're ready to buy and they want to move forward and doing that all in a way that's very, very organic. It's very, very simple. It's not, there's no icky feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. that, and then that gross salesiness. Yeah. Um, and I'm on a mission to help people understand that. That's, that's what empathy sales is all about is to teach people the way to do that. And, and so they can actually get back to doing what they love. Cause again, most people that are entrepreneurs and small business owners, you know, sales is a vital part, but a lot of people don't like to, to do sales because of their aversion to it. So if you learn how to do it the right way, 
you're able to get back to doing what you love the most in your business, which is operating in your zone of genius, doing what you do on a day-to-day basis, fulfilling for the customers and clients that you have. And so sales, that whole process, if you do it well, in my opinion, it enables you to have more impact, generate more income, and focus more on what makes you come alive every day and doing what you, you set out to do in the first place when you built your business getting back to doing what you actually love in your business. And that's so key. You want to be able to do what you love to do. Uh, now, Dave, you say you talk, you read a lot of books. Besides the most popular books that everybody knows, what's the probably, what book stands out in your mind for marketing that you would recommend someone and the, and the personal development book that you could recommend to somebody? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, for marketing, for marketing, oh, there's so many good ones. I would say anything by Seth Godin, anything by Seth Godin is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, he is considered one of the uh, one of the foremost experts in marketing, especially in today's. You can actually, I think, James, you can just Google search Seth, um, and literally his website will pop up. I think he's one of the only people on the planet where you can just do a Google search for that one name. And he is the, like the first thing that <laughs> I could be wrong about that, but I do know that like uh, for, for years and years, you would just type in Seth um, and Seth Godin's website would pop up. But um, the one that specifically uh, that I love that he, um, he, he wrote is called uh, purple cow. Okay. Um, and that one's from the early 2000s. Purple cow is fantastic. Lynchpin is another fantastic one. And one of his most popular ones is all marketers are liars, <laughs> which is really, really cool. It's not what you think that it is, it's a good um, book. but really anything that you can pick up by Seth Godin is fantastic. And then for personal development, say personal development. Uh, one of the best books of all time uh, is, is think and grow rich. Uh, yeah. Think and grow rich. I know that it sounds like um, it's just about money. Uh, but it's, it's so much more than that. It's about mindset. It's about understanding. Uh, it's about how to actually create and walk in success on a day-to-day basis. And it's been attributed uh, by so many people as one of the most influential books. I mean, some of the greatest men and women in history. Uh, Napoleon Hill is the author, uh, but Think and Grow Rich. It's something that uh, I, will, I will just almost every single day I'll open up just to review and look at different things. Yeah. Uh, absolutely fantastic. And then for, you know, to encompass all of that sales, marketing and personal development. Um, one of the, the best books I think I've ever read is uh, the greatest salesman in the world. And it is a very short read. Um, if you actually do what it says and apply it to your life, your entire world will change. Everything about your sales and marketing will change everything about, your um, how you feel about success, abundance in your life, understanding how wealth works, understanding uh, fulfillment, contentment, peace, and joy, what really matters in life. Uh, it is just an all around fantastic book, which touches all of those. So, the greatest showman in the world, no, the greatest salesman, salesman, the greatest salesman. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking show that <laughs> so the greatest salesman and not the greatest showman although i do love hugh jackman speaking of which i got to see him uh madison square square garden last year which was amazing he did his world tour um but <laughs> yeah the greatest uh greatest salesman in the world is uh is a book by og mandino o-g-m-a-n-d-i-n-o and 
absolutely incredible, incredible book. Okay. Well, Dave, I thank you for coming on the show today. This is great for sharing some light on a lot of different things. And like I said, a lot of people think of the selling is you have to be sleazy and you don't. And you're one of the guys that really shows that. And for any of the listeners don't know, I worked with Dave back in the fall and he really helped me get through what I was going through. And it, you know, and I didn't really know Dave that well. And now we're pretty good friends. So if you're working, where can people find you, Dave? Absolutely, man. So uh, easiest place to find me is on um, social media. Uh, so David Waldy, just search for that on if you're on Instagram, you're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook, uh, wherever that's the easiest thing to do is just connect with me there. Uh, and then uh, from there, you can find links to just about everything I'm involved in, uh, the different companies I have, the different focuses. I've got a number of different brands. And uh, so just search for me, David Waldy, D-A-V-I-D-W-A-L-D-Y. And uh, um, the rest will take care of itself. <laughs> Okay. Thanks again, Dave. And we'll talk to you in a few weeks. All right. Take care, brother. Bye now.